Hey, Boujou. Nemo Gazette. Welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Red Road to Enlightenment, um, hosted by Sam Anglin. This is going to be a great episode today. I look forward to you guys. I had an amazing day yesterday. I ran into an elder. Um, I was put into my life by the Creator to help guide me through my steps and guide me through my next vision in life, which is to be a positive influence to other Native Americans in this area and to actually make my kids proud of me again. So today I'm going to do a little reading out of the Red Road to Wellbriety. I talked about my day yesterday. So sit back, listen, and time to be enlightened. So yeah, like I was saying yesterday, I met a wonderful elder. Um, creator blessed me with a um, spiritual leader in my life. Um, we're working on our steps, so I'm working on my first step. And, um, you know, really to admit that I was powerless over drugs and alcohol and that my life was out of control. Um, but it is nice to know that I have someone I can talk to, rely on to help guide me through this process. Um, yesterday I had an amazing day of a barbecue at my house. My house manager cooked an excellent meal. Some shish kebab, some ribs, some corn on the cob. My other roommate cooked some wonderful green beans. Um, I bought some macaroni salad. I kind of took the day off yesterday. I talked to a couple friends. Um, I talked to a friend up in Oregon, out in Michigan. I talked to my son. My son's been uh, having a rough couple days, but I told him to rely on the Creator and to, you know, just to give in and feel those emotions. And now I really proved to my son that I can be reliable to him, that I'm a reliable father, I'm a reliable person, and that hopefully my words of wisdom meant something to him. They sure did mean something to me. So we're going to start off by here reading a few little highlights out of the Red Road to Orbriety. This is the preface, you know. I'm dealing with my mind changers, which is alcohol and drugs. Um, well, Briety really means to be sober and well. Um, they translated this from an old Indian word, which means a balanced being, a balanced warrior, with both a developed male and female side, strongly connected to the principles, laws, and values of the universe, someone who walks the Red Road. The Red Road to Wellbriety is a journey of hope and healing for Native Americans seeking recovery from addictions. This is our book to read, to use, and to study as we take our own Red Road journey to sobriety and Wellbriety in a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical way. That was adapted from White Bison. You know, we got to really admit that the power over our greatest enemy is ourselves. That we want to stop inflicting pain on themselves and their loved ones. Some to quiet the tears of their children. And some because they want to fill the spiritual emptiness. True healing causes us to ask for the Creator's help. We must learn to cry over tears of sorrow. To comfort our shame. To forgive the unforgivable. And to return to the values of our ancestors. Which are love, courage, justice, generosity, respect, humility, gratitude, and acceptance of those who are different. A good mind is what we seek, to see the power of truth, to consult with the elders again, to seek this counsel of the Creator, to make decisions with the welfare of our children, our families, and our communities to be our first priority. We need to live life fully with a good mind and a loving heart, to sing and drum the traditional songs, dream and see visions, perform our sacred ceremonies, seek the wisdom of the Creator, live in peace and harmony with all of our relations, and to learn to live our lives once again alcohol and drug free. 
these are the, the six things that I'm really, really adapting into my life right now. Um, to let, to have a good heart and a good mind. Um, learning to sing songs with my drum, even if I don't know the words. That's like an ancestral knowledge thing. Um, to see vision. Since my mind is clear, I'm able to have dreams again and see dreams and remember my dreams, which is remarkable. I can't wait to be able to go back to our sacred ceremonies out here, to learn this cultures out here, to learn the all native cultures, not just mine, but all cultures. And really to truly seek the wisdom of my creator and to give in to my creator and know that I'm never not alone again. Man, this is powerful stuff. To live peace and harmony with all of our relations, no matter who it is, what race they are. we got to live in harmony. To live our lives once again with alcohol and drug free of any mind substance, altering substance is crucial, you know. You know, this red road is a way of achieving sobriety and healing personal and cultural wounds. The red road is a way of breaking the cycle of destruction that so often accompanies historical trauma and oppression. You know, this is an affirmation that recovery is more than the removal of alcohol and other drugs from otherwise unchanged life. While sobriety is a larger change in personal identity and values and, and a visible change in one's relationship with others. It is about physical, emotional, spiritual, and relational health. While sobriety is founded on the recognition that we cannot bring one part of our lives under control while other parts are out of control. It is the beginning of a quest for harmony and wholeness within the self, the family, and the tribe. You know, there is no sovereignty without sobriety. We truly can't be sovereign nation unless we try to strive to be, to live a uh, sober life. We gotta, you know, these voices call for a new relationship between self and community. The well sobriety path does not complete, compete with AA or any other pathway of recovery. It instead enriches those pathways by embracing them with a web of Native American tribal histories and culture. This is another little little quote here. It's really powerful to me. Here the destruction stops. We will heal ourselves. We will heal our wounded relationships. We will heal our children. We will heal our nation. On this day, our future history begins now. We have to have this change to be able to grow. You know, this is, you know, addiction began for us Native Americans 250 years ago in Native America. This is from the chapter called Our Native Elders Speak. Very powerful from White Bison, The Road to Well Variety, Red Road to Well Variety. And I hope that everybody is going to be enlightened by this because I know I sure am. I've struggled a long, long time with my identity, with who I am, where I fit in. You know, we are a circle people. Everything is in a circle for us. The life is in a circle. Our earth is in a circle. Um, you know, if we break that circle, what happens to us? We are lost. So we have to bring that circle back around. We have to live in a circle. We are not lineal people. We are circle people. We are tree people, rock people, sea people. You know, we're, I'm on the edge of the, the continent right now. You know, across this ocean, this world of possibilities, world of different cultures, amazing cultures, and prideful cultures. And that's what I'm trying to instill back into myself 
and other Native American people. And I look real, I really look forward to working with my sponsor and getting through these steps and hopefully maybe able to work with um, uh, the, the company my tribe sends people to, which is Wavelinks. And maybe when my tribal members come out here, I can start being a positive influence to them and show them that. Look at the Red Road Sam's on. Look what I used to do for the tribe. Now look where I'm at. Look what I'm doing out here for myself. You know, loving myself. Being alone out here. And knowing that truly, I'm not alone. Because I have my creator and I have my fellow Anishinaabe and, you know, all my relations, I say. All my relations. So we, as Native people, have many names for this power that runs through the universe. You know, this Red Road to Wellbriety book is about what each of our tribes and traditional ways always knew. It is about finding this power and letting it be in our lives so we will never have to drink or drug again. A long, long time ago, the elders told us that a new people, the Lightskins, would bring four mind changers to our land. Mind changers would have the power to control our thoughts and take over our mind. They would make us leave our traditional ways. They had the power to destroy entire tribes. Mind changers had the power to take away all the knowledge we had about ceremonies, raising families, songs, dance, and all we knew about Mother Earth and her inhabitants, the two-legged, the four-legged, the winged ones, and all the knowledge we had about getting along with each other. They told us that these mind changers would take away our knowledge about how to treat women and how to treat men, the knowledge about the cycle of life and sacred teachings we gave to our children so they could pass it on to their children, the knowledge about how we were to develop ourselves, to build our character, ask the Creator to guide our lives, and to live in harmony with Earth and each other. The first one would be a liquid one. One would be a black book, one would be a song, and one would be a card. You know, one of the teachings we learned is that everything travels in a cycle or circle. Circle of life, baby, youth, adult, elders. We learned that the four aspects of human development, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. These knowledge are teachings. We call these teachings the good mind, and we learned not to own the earth, the earth owns us. The other mind changer is alcohol. We were introduced to it. The elders called it a spirit. Within that liquid was a spirit, power to change our mind, to make us say things and do things that were shocking, change our minds and made us foolish. But we do have the power to overcome this mind changer. One way is just not to drink it. We must find a power greater than ourselves and ask for help. This is an Indian problem, not a BIA problem, a government problem, our parents' problem. It is an Indian problem. It is the first drink that makes the mind changer show up. We, there are so many ways to find this power greater than ourselves. We have the sweat lodge, our eagle fellers, the elders, ceremonies, going into nature and pray. We really need to find a contact with a higher power. Wow, that is powerful powerful stuff you know it has a power over our will power over our mind and power over our heart so we need to find a power that is stronger and bigger than it is as alcoholics and drug addicts people are wounded by other drugs each of us is probably able to tell a story of how this power didn't show up in our lives Maybe I wasn't raised with a higher power in my life. Maybe I attended church but didn't understand the teachings. Maybe I used the drunk's prayer. God, get me out of this one, and I promise I'll never do it again. But that did not work for us. 
our elders are very clear that if we have a problem with alcohol or drugs, we need to find this power and to ask it for our help. So that is a great, great, great lesson right there. I'm truly humbled to be able to read that chapter and absorb the chapter. I'm looking forward to mind mapping out, you know, my my powerless, that I am powerless over alcohol and drugs, and that my life became unmanageable, uncontrollable, and that I screwed things up. I screwed my relationships up with my family, my my work, um, all this stuff, you know, and my, my second assignment I have was assigned to me was to list out, you know, three columns, drugs, the physical effects on, on drugs and alcohol, and off drugs and alcohol, and then, then why did I use it? You know, this is going to be a powerful assignment for me. And uh, unfortunately, I got a tractor coming up here, so it's going to get a little loud here for a second. So I'm sorry about that. I'm just setting up on the beach, and I didn't realize this tractor was going to go by me. But, you know, this is a lesson, too. Last time I know, next lesson I know is maybe to stay underneath the pier. <laughs> but I am truly grateful, guys. So just pause with me. Let's have a moment of silence for all the ones still out there in active addiction. So take a moment of silence. powerful moment of silence because there's still people out there suffering right now at this very second all around the world who are suffering for from drugs and alcohol um, I had three assignments given to me yesterday and the, they were to read the blue book and the NA book the A book and the road to well variety I had each of little assignments and you know I love assignments I love learning I really strive not to watch so much TV here um, in California get away from that that mind changer another mind changer um, so just for today you never have to use again to say that every day and we cannot change the nature of a of the addict or addiction we can help change the old lie once an addict always an addict by striving to make recovery more available creator help us to remember this difference you know our problem is not a specific substance it's a disease disease called addiction this is coming from the NA book uh, we have been guided by a, a creator, greater consciousness, and are grateful for the direction that has enabled us to build upon a proven program of recovery. Well, here's a good little prayer. God, grant us the knowledge that we may write according to your divine percepts. Instill in us the sense of your purpose. Make us servants of your will and grant us a bond of selfishness that this may, tr may truly be your work, not ours. In order that no addict anywhere need die from the horrors of addiction. Really, who is an addict? Our whole life and thinking was centered in drugs in one form or another. The getting, the using, finding ways and means to get more. We live to use and use to live. An addict is a man or woman whose life is controlled by drugs. We are people in the grip of continuing and progressive illness whose ends are always the same. Jails, institutions, and death. We are people who use any, use of any mind-altering, moon-changing substances causes a problem in er, any area of life. Addiction is a disease that involves more than the use of drugs. We do not choose to become addicts. We suffer from a disease that expresses itself in ways that are antisocial and that makes detection, diagnosis, diagnosis and treatment difficult. Our disease isolated us from people except when we were getting 
using and finding ways and needs to get more. We were hostile, resentful, self-centered, and self-seeking. We cut ourselves off from the outside world. Isolation became our life. Some of us used, misused, and abused drugs and still did not consider ourselves addicts. I used to say, I'm not an addict. Addicts save drugs for the next day. I do drugs. I made sure I didn't have no drugs for the next day because then I knew I was kind of, I was acting like an addict. But that's a wrong mentality. Another, another we used to keep telling ourselves was, I can handle it. I'll quit tomorrow. You know, continue, continue using reflected desperation. We lied, stole, cheated, and sold ourselves. We had to have drugs regardless of the cost. No matter what I did to get my drugs, I had to cheat, lie, steal, steal from my own mother, steal from my kids, steal from myself, my, my loss of identity. We had an inability to deal with life on life's terms. We, we thought we could find a magic formula that would solve our ultimate problems, which is ourselves. I sat alone, and, were, and we were consumed by fear and self-pity. Man, my spirit was broken. I was constantly searching for the answer to that person, place, or thing that would make everything all right. I thought my drugs would buy me happiness, my make, make friends to make me happy, but that just made me more miserable. The drugs always ran out. As one of my friends would say, the party always ends, Sam. How are you going to make it end? I was trapped in the illusion of what if, if only, and just one more time I can do this. I was only looking for the absence of pain. Our reaction to drugs is what makes us addicts, not how much we use. If I tried to stop using, I couldn't. I forgot what it was like before I started using. I forgot about social graces. I forgot about who truly Sam was. You know, I was that I never grew up from being that little kid and that was my selfishness, my self centeredness. And that has no way to live life. Especially now. So I'm really, really changing. I am Sam. Sam Anglinette is a good person. I am lovable. I am worthy. I am sober today. That's all I can worry about today. This second. You know, this very second. I am sober and I am happy and I love myself. You know, we forgot to how to feel. These last two months, I really, really began to feel how I feel. My emotions, you know, to deal with the pain. You know, I've always regretted the past, dreaded the future, and we, were never, we weren't too thrilled about the present. Man, my addiction enslaves me. Enslaves me into the, the, the materialistic things in life, to want to fit in, to want to have friends. You know, this is an incurable disease called addiction. I sought answers but failed to find any workable solution until we found each other. Once we identify ourselves as addicts, hope becomes possible. We can see a little of ourselves in every addict and see a little of them in us. This insight let us help one another. And my future seemed hopeless until I found clean addicts who were willing to share with me. Denial of our addiction kept us sick. But being honest, being, having an honest admission of addiction enabled us to stop using. So I really take great pride in being part of the Narcotics Anonymous. I've hit a couple meetings on Zoom. Um, I'm a meeting type of guy. I'm an in-person type of guy. Um, yesterday, two hours flew by talking to my elder about his vision for me and my vision for me and how we cross paths and my people and the, you know, and all my relations out here to 
you know, the amount of people he knows out here and that I'll be able to network with is remarkable. And my cooking, my cooking, you know, this is like a recipe. You know, you keep messing with the ingredients and going, oh, I need a little bit of this in there, a little bit of this in there. Then after a while, you go, oh, my God, I got it. And to remember to write that recipe down because consistency, consistency is the most important part. I used to preach that to my staff. And they'll be like, oh, Sam, here goes Sam again, preaching consistency. But really, if you don't have consistency, what do you have? You just have a free-for-all, you know. I'm going to make my goulash this way. I'm going to make my chili this way. And the next time the elder eats it or whoever eats it, they're like, why does this taste different? Well, John added his own twist to it. You know, Mary did this to it. Well, I thought this would be better in it. But that, it's, that did not make it better. You know, consistency is what makes it better, what makes life better. Being consistent in my program, consistent in hitting my meetings every day, my meditation with my 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 best friend now, you know, go down there and just talk, just to be able to talk on, you know, what his day was like, and what perils he had to face, and what was my perils of the day, you know, it's, it's really remarkable how we can connect with each other, and um, I, I really look forward to doing these podcasts, and um, coming out of my, my shell here, and really learning who I am, and my purpose here in California, you know, I was put here for a reason. I came out here for a reason, and that is to, for Sam to be happy, to be blessed, you know, and I'm going to read the elders meditation of the day. It's a very powerful one. I don't think I read it. I can't remember. My memory's still, my memory's still out there. I'm going to read it again because it's a very powerful one today. Um, so it's Elder's Meditation of the Day, May 25th. Man, this month just flew by. So let's take a second and read this together. If you listen close at night, you will hear the creatures of the dark, all of them sacred, the owls, the crickets, the frogs, the nightbirds, and you will hear beautiful songs, songs you have never heard before. Listen with your heart. Never stop listening. That was from Henry Quickbear, a Lakota elder. So the night is full of life, full of song, and full of beauty. Have you ever gone outside at night and just listened? One has access to serenity and peace. At night, all of our senses change their roles because we can't see our, we can't see. Our hearing is much stronger. Our smell is even more enhanced. Our sight is different. We are able to join nature through sounds and smells and through the songs of the night birds. And through the night winds, we can close our eyes and experience interconnectedness in a different way. Try it tonight and experience oneness with the Creator. And, oh, great spirit, allow, to, allow, allow me to listen to the teachers of the night. You know, that's one thing I say I, is I am teachable. I, I, I listen good. I absorb what was told to me, and I try to instill it into my life. So what another, what another great podcast, The Red Road to Enlightenment. I like my name. I like who I am. And I, I really love and am truly grateful for all you guys in my life. This is, this is just remarkable. I look forward to this every day. Um, you know, I got my morning routine now. Um, I get my coffee. 
a nice little coffee stand. The girls are starting to know me. I play different music when I go in there. So today I've been listening to a lot of placebo, massive attack, back on that little kick. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to have my own prayer. That's something in my own words. I've been so used to praying in everybody else's words. It really never meant much to me. But since I've got my own words to pray to, and, and my own purpose for praying has truly, truly awakened me to that. You know, I am powerless over my drugs and alcohol. I need to submit to a higher power. Because if not, I'm never going to heal. I need to change my old habits. Get out of that old way of thinking. You know, and try to tell people to get out of their old habits. You know, you're just doing your old habits. Did that work? Probably not. So, again... Miigwech to all my relations out there. Miigwech to Gitchimanadu. Miigwech to my mom. Miigwech to my kids. I'm truly, truly a grateful person. Miigwech to the ocean, to the wind that's blowing across my face. I would say my hair, but I don't have no hair. <laughs> oh, man. It's fun to pick on myself right now because it's a great feeling. So that I'm okay. It's okay. I can't wait to come home June 12th and give my mom a big hug, my kid, my son a big hug, to load up my van and trailer, and to head back out to California on an across-the-nation road trip, and hopefully with my son. This darn COVID has put a real damper on things and made people scared. It's that whole fear thing. Got to get away from that fear. Um, so I, I am truly blessed, everyone. And Chi uh, Megawitch. Chi Megawitch. Chi Miigo Witch and Chi Miigo Witch.